Welcome back to my lovely HP community. We have some enlightenment time. So for my mystics 5D, we have some interesting energies about. There will be some channeled guidance at the beginning of the week. And obviously I probably do some more enlightenment time. And at some point I'll try and get a couple of paid subscription-based model content out maybe for the month of June. Today's enlightenment time, I want to start with something for those of you who do have your awareness of the Oversoul. And it doesn't matter if you know of the souls and the different pieces of them, but the Oversoul, when they talk about it, it's basically our fabric, which just consider it energy. So we're a big ball of energy in the first place. We're all fragments of each other. However, every one of us has a um journey that's what I'm, a journey and those of you who move into your 5d that journey begins and ends with moving out of completely a shame cycle if you have one and so that's where when people don't recognize that they have a shame cycle it's very straightforward to me um i don't have a shame cycle so it's not easy for me to know what that's like to feel ashamed of something that belongs to you as your personality and that's what I'm trying to get at there's no thing that I would correct personally any way shape or form unless I'm doing something where the law tells me that that's I'm trying to be very straightforward so any human being on the face of this planet uh, that wants to tell me how to behave can basically go screw themselves the only people, obviously, that that's a little bit different is the family of origin because, you know, a mother will have raised you, you will have been a child, and there's that part of authoritarianism, if you will, even though I didn't have a parent like that. I had a good authoritative, so only got yelled at for things that were life-threatening and not shamed for personality traits. So my creativeness, my narcissism bubble was not bursted. So I was able to grow into a person who knows the world doesn't revolve around me very easily. And when I see other people being happy, I'm happy for them because I have a restorative embodied self also. And that's part of the equation. So all these little different pieces of knowledge to say, if you're happy for people, however they are doing, whatever they are doing, and you have no judgment for real, not pretend, you can know that you don't have a shame cycle when you can be yourself without any kind of like, oh my gosh. So I've had moments where I've been embarrassed, if you will. I know what the word means and embarrassing means like me actually uh, spilling out my heart and soul and being completely treated, for example, like shit that that's quite embarrassing, right? We can all know what we're doing. The difference is not doing it because of wanting to uh, necessarily beg for someone to stick around. No, doing it because of the level of importance, emotionally speaking, of certain situations. And here's where the level of trust. A shame cycle person doesn't do things just based on love. They do it because they're trying to please appease someone else. So they're pressured into it to try and be accepted. A love cycle person isn't doing it to be accepted. We are not seeking your approval. We are seeking to build something. They're two different things. And, and so again, the only way you will know of any of this with yourself is if you're honest and objective about any emotions that come up that basically make you feel like you're lesser than. And it's usually going to be reflected in how you judge and condemn other people. So if you have a shame cycle, you actually are okay with judging, condemning, 
creating conditions, you think it's the right thing to do, you'll make a lot of reasons why it's okay to list things out and call people shit and stuff like that. And, and I'm using these words because this is actually how people think that they can do shit like this because they have a shame cycle. They have a shame bubble. It's actually our social, as Ebony puts it, let's see, go find my notes. From my lovely psychoeducators, shame is the social emotion. And it's an emotion that uh, actually derives from our ancestors, evolutionarily speaking, because we needed to listen to the big, stronger version of our group so that we would be safe from animals. <clears throat> I'm looking for my notes. Here it is. Shame is our social emotion. <clears throat> it orients people into doing things um, that will fit within the prism of society. So <clears throat> there's identity states that people will take up. And this is why there are those who have envy and shame around gender conventions, around expectations. So women with religion and, you know, there's a whole buttload of shaming that gets still done within the sexual sphere, right? We know all of this stuff. So essentially, if you're aware of who you are, you will be aware of if there are shame emotions that arise. And you will be able to speak of them, but at the same time, those, again, who have a love cycle, we will perceive an emotion, we'll take a look at the circumstance, and we'll be like, yeah, this is not necessary. And we will be in equanimity. <clears throat> I was a kid, and the only moment of true shame where I was like ashamed of me, Maria, was when I found out I was casting stones. It was a very specific feeling. I still remember it. And that was the day that I chose anarchy as my go-to, which people, again, they get upset at. And I get it, but I'm not afraid of a lack of structure. I'm not afraid of humanity. And when people talk to me about humans being evil, they're not evil. They have shame cycles that they never got better from. And now they're that. In fact, on that note, let me continue with envy and revenge and spite, which are all indicative of a person who basically has shame, who also has unworthiness, because shame brings that. It makes you, not makes you, it's because of this narcissism bubble getting broken, you getting yelled at. Furthermore, we need to also remember the attachment categories and then the part about what drives you. So if you're a person who needs to belong, to, to feel meaning in your body and you're getting shamed you're you're going to feel meaningless and here's where actually before we move into the other notes I had organized them but I lost them I lost my order this is the shame lady who gives us the shame continuum self-conscious shy uncomfortable concerned anxious invisible stupid inner critic stuck judged procrastinating flawed lazy powerless disrespected frozen rejected Humiliated, exposed, banishment, uh, can't do it right, exile, something wrong with me, being treated as an object. Now here's the one, the being treated as an object is fascinating because as you grow up, you'll realize that unless a person's emotionally empowered, you're basically an object in the sense of people will use each other to feel safe emotionally, but you're not really an object because that's part of our mammalian heritage. We don't learn to self-regulate, we learn to co-regulate. And so people choose to be around each other where they feel safe, where they can build a uh, trusting relationship, which is not about what you do for the adults, it's about how we can attune to each other, talk about emotions, 
and keep building a committed relationship based on conversations that are always going to be authentic and genuine, meaning the personalities of the people reveal themselves for who they are and they keep moving forward. People who are insecure emotionally, they don't have the ability to maintain this level of sense of safety. So they will have their adaptive child come on up and they will lead with it, which doesn't necessarily create any type of expansion because a child charge state is actually an emotion that is in a space of hurt and that hurt isn't something that they will notice because they will justify the emotion as no no I'm judging you because I'm right and you are wrong and I'm going to prove it and they're already blinded by the harsh unforgiving nuanced and more of that emotion which is also by the way coming from their nervous system the reptilian fight flight freeze the primal parasympathetic nervous system not the uh, newer one and the newer branch which is the ventral vagal nervous system that's our mammalian that's when you're socially engaging so if you're in your ventral vagal the difference would be you're not gonna go and say let me point a finger shame blame fault revenge you let me prove try to control let me talk only about me or only have my stuff in mind and let me just focus on you're hurting me or you're the bad guy or whatever it is that's going on this is the way people just treat each other is from a place of defense mode because the way that you actually talk with love is not that you're not passionate it's that you talk to a person about what's going on you don't do the let me point a finger shame blame fault these are all one to three year old i'm broken the shame submissive the well that's the one three is the panicky but the one three year old the two year old that's always out there so there's charge states too that we talk about so i don't want to confuse people the charge states the one to three year old is attached panicky the three to seven is submissive and shame and then we got freeze of all ages and flight 11, 12 and fight 14, 15, 16. So guilt and shame are experienced in different ages. That's what I was trying to get to. Shame begins to be able and be felt in the body because it's a posture from one to three years of age. And so when you're getting yelled at and you're not being reassured that you're still loved, this is why so many people basically leave, lead their life not being themselves. They build that identity. So again, shame is your emotional identity, your social emotional identity. It orients you to be a good boy or girl for society. Now, when I see 4D people, basically the society man is holding me down. They didn't grow up. When I, again, realized that society, the, these adults had taught me to cast stones, it's because of me following Jesus that I'm like, I don't want to cast a stone. And it wasn't for fear of God. No, it was because this is not right. For me to say that I'm going to judge you and condemn you is not right. It doesn't matter how many things you may have done in your life. I don't know your body. And when you know, thank you, Bezel van der Kolk, that shame is heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart. You pretty much know, humanly speaking, I ain't fucking judging you because I don't know what goes on in your brain. By the way, here's the sad part. People create a mental prison. But the saddest part is that movies create a trend and most people follow the trends. Most people talk always about each other with stereotypes, generalizations. I mean, I thought they'd grow out of it. I became an adult. I saw teenagers still do all over the place. In fact, it's quite if I will, annoying, <laughs> to say the least, I just learned to be 
not so serious, Maria, and I leave it alone. But honestly, when I'm seeing behaviors as a 43-year-old person, oh my gosh, I laugh inside. I'm like, wow, and I should shut my brain off. I think I'm going to leave my brain on because it's a lot more interesting in here than what I'm witnessing out there. And it's not even something that is good or bad. It's actual people using their bodies and their heads in a limited space. They could be doing the same things they're doing, but with more enrichment. And then again, hey, they're not interested in more. So it is what it is. And therefore, other soul age groups, they have a lot of room for, for doing stuff. And here's where revenge and spite. So the, there's that sociopath lady who uses her identity to motivate people to, 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 to empower themselves. Now, this is where... Obviously, the people who are motivated by that are the same people who will go watch that licensed therapist say 10 ways to get underneath the skin of a narcissist. All those people, they don't actually know what it means to be a grown-up yet. They're in retaliation. Let me hurt you like you hurt me, and that's the adaptive child. They're not trying to repair. They're not mental health advocates. They're not doing anything that is in favor of expansion of humanity. They're also not doing anything that is evil. They're doing everything that involves a person who has not moved out of their adaptive child, who is not using their social engagement, ventral vagal nervous system state, and therefore who is actually allowing their own body to be in a fight arena. So the chemistry that is being produced in their body, not to mention their limited way of thinking things, so they're not moving into an integrated mind using left and right mode. No, that right mode took over. The minute that their brainstem shot up that fight energy, they're all over it. And they're leading with a low vibration. And doesn't matter if they have clairs or not. I've seen them. They are in what is anger, which is the third dimension, may I add. 150 hate. And they're in suffering. And they're in purgatory. This is for my lovely 5D mystics who love talking about the 4D when they say enlightenment you can't maintain it it's not true you can completely maintain it it all depends on if you're going to be a chosen I love or a chosen I shame and the shame people don't go anywhere again they are too busy fighting each other and treating their body in a way that will not lead them to health but will lead them to what we already see the people who age quickly they age because they're not actually tending to their emotional sphere while they think that emotions don't matter. Emotions run every single one of us because energy and motion, but really it's because you have a nervous system that's always engaged. And if you don't learn how to get out of dysregulated or modulated, your nervous system is actually in a self-preservation mode that was useful to our ancestors when we needed that. We evolved to move into mammalian, so we evolved to have social connection. And what people don't realize is that which they call evil is not evil again. It's called shame, and it's people who have unresolved trauma, and then they lead with it. And it's because all of the new somatic sensory motor trauma information has only been shared recently because of us being locked up in homes and because of the digital world taking over, thank goodness, and having the opportunity to get more education outside of the old structure and that's good because, you know, the old structure is good to have. I have a master's, but it's a lot of money. And having certificates and other ways to get those lovely pieces of information is something that's born. I have the Inner Growth Mindset Program, although only the beginners is online for now. We'll get the rest uh, in time. And here's where 
evolution is the lovely species of ours expanding this brain called consciousness primary and secondary your primary is your physical stuff secondary is that you know that you live you know that you die and people who maintain only a religious identity which is where 4d and 3d are they're not expanding not good or bad they're living their actual shame cycles again and again and again and on that note i'm trying to find the part of how the mind works because this is where thoughts become truths and and people who don't understand this they end up in these bubbles of not truths because they don't move out of their shame cycle and so the pain and the adaptive child is what takes over and the fear of losing the adults that they've decided to attach to creates a whole series of events so what's fascinating though is that people want to talk about their intellect and they want to talk about how smart they are and yet when they don't realize that they can handle their emotions my question is where's your smarts because if you'd actually have smarts you'd want to enable yourself to feel better in your day-to-day the stereotypes and generalizations statistically studies have shown this is why people don't move out of their trauma and while some of the somatic experts say trauma is being used too much the reason it's being used is because every person will have those charged states and every person will have the adaptive child ruling their world until they decide to treat each other with greater respect it begins with your tone and your tone is where you will note if you're in your social engagement system or not my two-year-old comes out with my lovely mother. That's the only time you would ever see me (laughs) potentially in a state that I know of. I can feel it in my throat. That's the exact space that you will know that you're not managing yourself as more of an adult. And in fact, when you actually do do spirituality seriously with someone like Sadhguru, you you learn about the, I forget the word for the throat. There's a word for the, the god of the throat or the spirituality person i forget but long story short when you learn of the polyvagal theory you're like okay the whole face is where your heart is the tone and the ears all of it is affected so when people don't hear me i already know that they're in their fight flight freeze they're in a safety behavior they're in their activated default mode network They've scanned the territory. They've decided to not engage in just attuning to each other as it stands. They have all of their past temporal junction stuff up. They're not aware of it. So all the implicit memory, all the energy, all the charge, the fear, everything that they're storing from their past because they didn't process it with love. It's all up there. So they're using their social engagement, if you will, or I shouldn't, they're not using it in a way I'm safe. They're using their shame um emotion and judging people is what i was trying to get to so their idea of society is based on their own human stuff which involves emotions of a child and of a teenager and of a person who is not aware that they're not the only person in town and that their idea of what should be done or not be done is not what leads the way but because again society is what rules the boat of people who have shame they're not going to know any different they're going to justify their charge states they're going to justify their statements they're going to justify 
their thoughts because those thoughts are belief systems and they're going to ignore their right mode brain they're nonverbal. and when people point out to me when i'm moving away from them every time they have between my mother uh, recently and then the big man child i'm like yeah i'm moving away because you're invading my space and you need to back off so this is where our bodies will always speak obviously i actually try to become aware of my body like when i'm being pointed out these things my mind immediately is like how can i pay attention to my body while i'm interacting with people for example they're just busy trying to point out something that I will then say, yes, I am doing that because I actually want space right now. People who don't know how to stand up for themselves, if you will, in a way of just calmly speaking it, will be like defensive. No, I'm not doing it. No, And, and here's where those some people, they actually do not have awareness of what they're doing. And so when you point it out, what comes up is their actual... Um, shame and or insecurity if though they were objective they wouldn't be denying what is up they would allow themselves to talk about it but to do that means you need to not be afraid of being rejected and or you know not loved and this is the part that is very challenging for people who don't move out of shame so again when people have envy jealousy when people have revenge spite when they talk about life it's unfair this that i'm gonna hurt you because you hurt me anytime somebody is doing something that is in this state they have not healed their trauma through their relationships they will have protective movements in order for them to notice them there has to be a way for them to start recognizing how to build a safe and social relationship but that requires a person and people who unconditionally love you, which is where the Enlightenment Soul Age Group individual stands and the actual 5D self-empowered enlightened human being, so the 5D mystics. And then we have our lovely somatics, our somatic experts, the people who really care about human beings and who are teaching to be compassionate and not the rigid ones who are still talking about shaming. No. The ones who know that to get out of shame is possible. Obviously, these same experts do say shame will always stay, stuff like that. But the reality is our species evolved to have this mammalian heritage when we began to create a way to live together and farm and do things so we were safe from predators. <clears throat> the mindfulness that can come from you choosing to be aware of your cortex, of your thoughts. This is number one. This is called self-awareness. If you move from inner critic, outer critic, denying and withdrawing, which is your shame cycle to let me do inner growth, let me do expansion, let me do where I understand that myself is not the identity, so that I may have been raised with religion and this and that, that's not the identity that I want to hold. Or at least recognizing this is an identity given to me. It's given to me because society exists. It's a system. There's structure. This doesn't mean I have to claim it or not. This is called you beginning to create a differentiated self. Your thoughts and emotions are yours to wield. It's called you being a person who can move into your adult. It's very straightforward. I did this very easily. And then, you know, the people that I see who are complaining about life, the majority of them don't have uh, horror shit shows stories. They just have stereotypes, movies, and a lot more of their teenage years deciding to be to each other what their stereotypes and 
basically, no one can be trusted. Everybody does everything for themselves. I'm the only one who does it. This is all I hear. This is where, when I see grown-ups, this is all I'm hearing. I'm like, wow, okay. So whether someone does revenge or spite or gossip, like, it's amusing. It's amusing to me to see that as a teenager, when I look back, they were all pretty much insecure human beings. Every person, fast forward, they still have the same emotional stuff. They, they just now can speak it out loud with a lot more uh, of that transference. In fact, they don't do corrective experiences. No, no. They justify it. And they give you the list of reasons, which is why we don't actually engage with altering states of consciousness. It's not because we're going to do something bad. Once you move into mystic land, so here's the beauty of moving into my clairs. The part of being under the illusion of souls treating each other nicely, yeah, that one came pretty quick, meaning, uh, no, no, it wasn't actually quick. It was in a space of, first I got to learn everything about metaphysics as a terrorism, and so this oversoul and this part of us being of the same fabric, then, thank goodness for Sadhguru, coming into the picture and for me understanding, okay, got it. Shiva. Makes sense. Thank you so much, Sadhguru, you know, and then with the physicists, I'm like, okay, all energy. Cool. I had already picked up on these hunches of energy because that's exactly what it it feels like. It never related to belief systems as fixed in stone. So 5D body type will know that we're not special, that what we have as clairs are something that is adaptation. So the ascension energies They're all about you moving into your restorative embodied self, your integrated mind, because all these stuff that you haven't yet solved or processed, I should say, because it's not a problem. Okay, so I'm going to back up. Charge states, we got five of them. Every human being on the face of this planet. Brain, it's either integrated or non-integrated. Non-integrated is what I see most of the time because people, they use only their vocabulary, their language, their left mode. If they're paying attention to another person's body, it's just because they want to be ahead of the game. They're strategically trying to figure out something. They're pointing it out without any awareness of their own body. If they do have awareness of their own body and you point stuff out, if they're an adult, they will talk about it. They will take ownership of it. But the reality is when adults meet adults, there's a way that we don't invade each other's spaces because we're actually attuning to each other and aligning based on our pleasure of engaging. And when temperature gets in the middle, we're trying to realign. And I've had these experiences, few, but I've had them. So this is beautiful when you have the adult people. These are differentiated selves. They don't appropriate themselves or thoughts or emotions. They don't take things personally because they don't have an adaptive child ego. They don't got their two-year-old ruling the world and they actually enjoy exchanging different types of perspectives of how one feels life and thinks of life. It is amazing. So when those things happen, they're the most enriching interactions because you got true adults in the room and not people with their past, with their heritage, trying to fit you in their box, basically, which any person who is the adult will notice. And they will be kind because we learn how to shut up so that we can just avoid unnecessary arguments. Because, see, when people are in their shame cycles without knowing it, 
they're going to be reactive. They're a non-integrated brain. So again, the adaptive child, they're going to try and prove they're right. They're going to want to control the situation. They're going to then make it all about themselves or all about why it's right. And they're going to list to you everything that they've noticed is they're going to go on and on and on. And they will retaliate if you offend them, because at that point you become the asshole, if you will, of the situation. So now that you've been offensive, let me <laughs> come back at you. And then they withdraw and withdrawing is meaning i'm right you're wrong or you know i hate you whatever it is it's it's, it all depends long story short we don't get there the adults don't actually move into these territories 5d people don't get into this shit because we're not interested in actually dealing with children that are adults and that are emotions that are completely unnecessary and with a heritage that we don't want to go telling you how to be. It's your heritage. Great. Be it. We're not interested in being, uh, again, involved in that type of conversation. So gossip is not a big deal. Lying, not a big deal. Betrayal, not a big deal. That, that word doesn't even mean anything. I mean, if I'm in a physical war, then it means something. If I was a teenager, it means something. But as a teenager, I realized that betrayal happens all the time. People can think I betrayed them. In fact, I have a person who I know of. She most likely, because we never got to talk since she just insulted and, and then that was it, you know. But as I contemplated what had taken place, I'm like, well, actually, now that I think about it, I can see that she felt betrayed and that can make sense. But she disregarded the fact that she has nothing to do with this situation and that her way of handling everything meant simply i'm going to condemn you i'm going to make this decision of what you are based on my own opinion i'm going to insult you i'm going to say that you are all these things and then i'm going to so long story short it's not actually something we're invested in trying to engage meaning the day it happened is the day it was over i just wanted to ensure i was physically safe that's it all, all everything else i don't have anything to prove i didn't betray anyone if anything somebody else betrayed a lot of different things and it wasn't me it's something even more important that uh, the reality is if people cared about each other they would tend to each other's suffering versus condemn and judge each other so they would try and figure out what's wrong what's what is the deal why is this happening what is the let me understand so we can find the middle ground because this is a relationship that is positive this is a, rela a relationship that is you know, a relationship. And especially if it's, you know, family is where you would think that they would look to bring repair, that they would look to heal. But to heal means you need to be out of your adaptive child. You need to be caring about each other's emotions and not be in this shame, which is a social emotion that does have an identity. Most people are an identity. They are not their true self and they don't know the difference. And I personally am not going to try and make it my mission to help people understand the difference because I've seen the yogis do it, the gurus do it, the others, you know, IFS, all of uh, they, there's all this way that when people separate who they are, like Sadhguru says, I say, it's your, use your name and then I break it down with this. You will be a daughter uh, or a son or whatever. You know, you'll be these different roles. That's not yourself. Yourself is a combination of how you're going to explore through your own mind the fact that you do have these different identities and that shame is a social emotion that you can experience and that even if when it's not shame, 
it still would be concerned. So when I know someone's upset, I get emotional about it. I will tend to that person. I will try to make my way to see how can we attune together. The difference is I don't feel shame about being myself. I don't feel unworthy. I don't feel I'm wrong. I don't feel any of those things. So the love cycle people, we will not address conversations of misattunement as if we are do doing something wrong. Then my attachment style friend can be a very good witness of this since she knows, since never once have I said, oh, I'm so sorry that we're in this discussion. One of the things she appealed and then switched around because she's a person, once she gets into adult, like anybody else, once you get out of the adaptive child, you think clearly and you get into the truth of the matter, which is two people don't agree on everything. Pretty simple. When the relationship is valuable because you care, even that word valuable, the reality is here's what a love cycle person will realize is that people only treat each other as objects. Because the reality is when you can equate this, why do you have relationships in your life? I was a teenager when I equated this. And it was probably after a series of events that was just making it very clear how egos of people rule the world. And since most people are insecure, they're not secure. I'm going to use that word in this way because I see insecure human beings all over the place. None of them have chosen love. They all speak about it, but they don't have love in their body. And they don't know that it's their ventral vagal system. And when you tell it to them, they roll their eyes. It is really fascinating when a person rolls their eyes at you. And that's exactly where, you know, again, Enlightenment Soul Age Group, it ain't about some uh, supernatural. No, no, the saddest thing is, nope, there ain't nothing pulling anyone's strings. There's just you and your mind. And that is all. And the fact that you want to think you're consciously aware of yourself while ignoring the emotions that come into your body and are part of your body. And, you know, again, just because I know, thank you, Bezel van der Kolk and all the team of making it very clear how much people are afraid of their body. Because, again, our evolutionary science people share with us one with animals, sadness, this big ass. I seriously laughed inside. And then I took steps back because I remember my loved ones who say, you don't know suffering, Maria. And they tell me in a way of making me understand that I don't know it. So I'm, I, I recognize that my body is very comfortable with emotions, does not feel like I'm going to die inside. And I try to just be a person to remember. That's all. Okay, some people, this suffering thing is a really big deal to them because they don't have a relationship with emotions. You don't understand it. So, you know, try to stay compassionate. And the reason for this is because of the way my loved ones will make it clear. And particularly, I'm thinking about my divine masculine friend, because they're the only person who actually has a level of respect for me and the way I live life. And it's shown clearly because of the way they speak to me and the way they hear me. And it's because they're masculine, by the way, a full on masculine. So they uh, and they're conscious of themselves. So they were able to pick up in their own timing the truth of what I spoke to them and then to say, hey, let me let you in because they all, here's the other part. When you're conscious of yourself, you will recognize what you can be aware of and what you won't be aware of. You're mindful of that. And then you have a, a level of understanding that you're going to expand that consciousness, but it takes time. So there's a level of smarts for real when someone's conscious because they're going to be aware of, okay, I don't know everything. 
I can't know what this person's feeling like. This is what respect means. It means understanding. You don't know what another body is feeling. And this is the one person who, who actually has done this. The, fe the feminines that are feminines and mature, that they're, they, we are on the same page. This is why, for me, it was something that helped to create more awareness. But it's because they respect my space, my emotions, and express to me in words that I could understand and it wasn't even that. So here's where when you attune with each other, because you enjoy each other as you are, and you don't put a label, and you don't put an identity, you don't put all this shit on other people, that's the room for true listening. And so the way they presented it was with compassion towards me, and knowing that I don't see this human suffering, and I don't understand it in my body. So it was the tone and the way they used their tone and the way they expressed it's like with the part about um when my one of my twin flames talked to me about a person and and them killing themselves and and he said you don't understand it was also in this case because they know that i love life that it wasn't a judgment a condemnation and that some people really suffer life and it was again the tone and the respect and the other person caring about me being able to understand this so these things, by the way, don't happen with these people thinking about any of that. It's the 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age group that will be aware of stuff like this because we have a relationship with our body, our, our emotions, our everything, and with the people that we're talking to because we're aligning with them as they present. However it is, it doesn't matter. We are 100% there feeling and appreciating. So we know when someone's trying to fit us in a box and we don't like that. And we know and instead we're understood because we'll be felt and it'll come through in the message. And so my divine masculine friend is the one who's made me aware because his energetic imprint of that moment is what stays. What stays is, Maria, you don't understand human suffering, so you can't get it. And it was told more than once and sometimes a little bit of frustration, if you will, but it was because of whatever debate we were having and other times instead in full on, you don't, you don't get it. I, I can really see that you don't get it. So let me let you in on a little secret. It's really, really awful. And I'm like, okay. So that's where, again, I don't know awful in my body. I only know love. I know other people know awful. And the part that makes it even worse, like I was saying, is that there isn't afterlife anything necessarily. Yes, as a mystic, I know there are more lives for those of us who want to come back to life, by the way, because that one for sure. But we all know it's in a state that is not today. So the using of time in these areas is not actually ideal because there's no need to be in these in these moments of your day-to-day -day, and as you move into enlightenment if you are 5d mystic you want to spend it with your loved ones you have 24 hours you want to do what you can to let go and release all that doesn't serve you and that's the part about when a person can get a hold of their adoptive child and they can be compassionate with themselves and with others and they can see and not by calling it your child self, not by using these words perpetrator. That's why the individuals who are in 3D, 4D, 
and those who are educators, but they're not educating with wisdom. They're educating with their own hurt. They have a group. It's all people who navigate these realms, and they're all in hell and purgatory and the in-between. And I see many of them consistently choosing to stay there because of their stories. And I see them all thinking of themselves as intellectually smart, and yet they're not aware of their story with the emotion behind it and their body. And so they will speak in the absence of awareness. How do I know this? Because when you present to them a neutral stance, they will not be happy about it. They will hear it. They will allow themselves to navigate the neutral energy. They will not be satisfied with what their emotion is wanting to do. And this is because their thoughts have become things and their thoughts are beliefs and they have not created a mindfulness practice with their own thoughts and emotions. They have not created a mindfulness practice to be aware of the neocortex. That's where your thoughts are happening. And then your social emotion of shame will be on that right mode. So the temperature your body, is it open and receptive? So when people have pointed out you're distancing yourself, there's always some discussion happening. So I'm like, yes, I'm protecting myself from you right now. And the, the teasing of the big man baby, it's, it's, we have this thing going on where you know he teases. And so sometimes, again, he's just a little bit more teasing than not. And uh, on, on those occasions, I, I, I do. I, I get into a little body, a crunch up, and I'm like, move away from me, get, get, shoot, shoot, <laughs> but it's in fun and play, okay, however, the body is still going to do what it's going to do, if a person is in an unconsciously loving state with who you are, you will not try to change what your body does, because you know your body has your best interest in mind, this is part of the love cycle, people. So we won't be like, oh, let me change how I'm behaving. No, respect my boundaries or fuck off. And if you're not going to fuck off, then we're going to keep doing, you know, this and that. And this is the part of the adaptive child that we learn to tame and move into an adult version of it. And that's why our lovely oversoul helps us to learn how to use our tone, helps us to learn how to keep on being who we are. We're not ashamed of it, even though others will not necessarily, again, understand it and they keep on labeling it things. So that's a side note. Some of us, we are not going to conform to what the group wants because we don't find it part of who we are. <laughs> so that's just straightforward. The vibrations. Shame is 20. Humiliation, miserable. It's in hell. Guilt, 30. Blame, evil. It's in hell. Apathy, 50, despair, hopeless. Grief, 75, regret, tragic. These are all in hell. Fear, 100, anxiety, frightening. And I'm using the levels of consciousness chart by John Merckx. So uh, grief, 75, okay. Fear, 100, anxiety, frightening. Uh, this would be where purgatory begins. There's drug intoxication. Desire, 125, craving, disappointing. I'm worthy. Here's where they begin potentially to get out of the shame cycle. Uh, hyperactivity, it's suffering, purgatory again, we have anger, 158, antagonistic, if you can use your energy positively, you can move a little bit higher up, and here's where mental illness is put here, so suffering, we got drug intoxication, suffering, mental illness, purgatory, these are all in 3D, by the way, courage begins to get into 200 affirmations, feasible appreciation, narrowed consciousness, and they're still in purgatory, 
And here's where if you want to get out of this energy or this level here, you want to move into happiness and productivity. So people, when they start to surround themselves with stuff that makes them happy, and here you move to the fourth dimension, neutrality, 250, trust, satisfaction, purpose, satisfactory, happiness, productivity, getting by, and the in-between. And here's the in-the-zone, normal mind-body state. And so you can move into willingness, hopeful, optimism, 310. Okay, so most people, they get here, they don't do acceptance, 350, forgiveness, harmonious, stepping out with passion, flow. They don't move into inner light, 400, understanding, meaningful, meaning, super mind. It's not a super mind, it's just you choosing love. And here's where the fourth dimension ends, and you begin to move into the new humanity. Consciousness is what they call it, but this is where I would say it's not nearly here the five the educators definitely yes and they're doing they're sharing inner wisdom 440 reverence benign they have meaning there's transcendence and this is paradise then we have a high mind again it's just a mind it's not a high mind inner love and so here's where you will have completely moved out of shame and you can finally be in a love cycle which would mean your mind is only doing expansion expansion and integration is what is this means that you do not have one feeling of, oh, let me be in anger. You might get emotions, yes, of this moment of anger or a moment of sadness that you allow yourself because of inner love and being in fifth dimension to be in a state of contemplation and the adult is in the room. So only when you are consistently in inner love can you experience this fifth dimension and that's where oneness, joy, 540, serenity, complete, allowing uh, synchronicity and extraordinary illuminated mind is how they term it presence peace 600 bliss perfect allowing again uh, synchronicity extraordinary outcome illuminated and you're in heaven at this point uh, non-duality 670 ineffable is allowing uh, satisfactory again over mind so you move out of that mind as well awareness 700 and we begin to be in enlightenment the Great Void, 800, Divine Grace and Love, 850, Supra, Casual Truth, 900, Full Consciousness, 1000. And that would be, so the non-duality begins, I'm presence, the Great Void is enlightenment, and this dimension of, um, what is it called? This 13th dimension, I guess, that's what it's called, is the uh, full consciousness, pure consciousness, the disappearance of mental, so material desires purpose is effortlessly supported heaven so these are all words that i've seen people use and that i see people with mantles thinking they have let me break it down to you full consciousness is a human being who can within their body know that we all make mistakes and that when revenge spite jealousy envy take place betrayal lying deception all the words that people to this day put in the evil box. None of it is evil. It's all a person who doesn't know how to be a grown-up in their body. And I say grown-up because the grown-ups, functional adults, forgiving, nuanced, they know that we miss a tune because that's normal. You have a personality. <clears throat> I have a personality. No matter what clears, a 5D mystic will know this, which is why when I began seeing what I saw, once I had enough knowledge of metaphysics, esotericism, and those, those topics, by the way, have been around for a long time. And I had noticed already at a certain point, all of those who 
share their education, their wisdom, the people in the middle, the people who still use the word source and spirit and creatorship, the people in the middle, they're all in human elements, spiritual elements, and spirituality. <clears throat> so the 5D is not in the middle. The person who taps into infinite consciousness is standing here like I, understanding that we have all these subject matters, <clears throat> excuse me, and that people either can understand this as adults with their brains or not. The people who do cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias, they're all, when I say the middle, they're all there. They get rigid, they get chaotic. What does this mean? It means that they're going to come, let's say, say, oh, you're not a mystic because you experience it differently than me, for example. Or, uh, no, no, uh, this, this thing that you're talking about, when it comes to shame, it's bullshit, it's the devil in disguise. And, and I'm using a tone that isn't a tone that they might use, okay? So I'm just saying, people who are grown-ups can actually say, you know what, I still believe in the devil and evil, but I actually am very curious about your perspective too. So how about we have an exchange? So you say this, I say, you say A, I say B, what is that? There's a song, but uh, tomato, tomato. And that's where my divine masculine friend comes into the mix because we actually are on different ends. But because there's respect and curiosity of our own minds but here's the part going back to about friendship and just relationships and what i wanted to since we're closing out when i was a teenager i contemplated what relationships are and i realized that relationships are a bonus to life you already have your family of origin no matter how that goes down Usually people will create a consistent relationship with their family, which I understand, which is why cancel culture is nothing more than unhealed, harsh feelings and hurt. It's very sad when I see people choosing not to forgive each other and to try and go to therapy for real and to improve their relationships. As Daniel Siegel points out, forgiveness is not about justification. It's about completely releasing the idea that the past will change this release is not your thoughts it's the sadness that comes from the heartbreak and the reason it's so hard is because the people who don't move out of shame they don't recognize that they didn't forgive their parents for their parents unresolved trauma and so it is there's a trickle stuff and their siblings your family of origin will be where you did not feel safe to be yourself and so your resentment will be towards your family of origin. You will play out that karma again and again and again. It doesn't matter how much joy people have. When they're not in their full consciousness, I see where their fragments are, which is not a good or bad thing. Just watch any movie. It's part of what people consider being a person. It's not you, the complete you. But back to, again, forgiveness. It's not about someone having done something wrong. It's actually in your heart being able to be knowing we all make mistakes we all have so this unresolved trauma it's not for pretend everyone has a shame cycle until they don't not being tended to not being seen soothed not being safe in your own home means not being welcomed emotionally and so this is where all of us will have that and we will if we are aware of it acknowledge it and our heart though will say my mother my father my siblings they didn't mean to hurt my feelings my loved ones my friends they just were doing something in the moment. That's what it is. And again, the people who say, no, 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 they're not in this love cycle, okay? It's not, it's a choice. You choose to sit and stand in love or in shame. 
that's why fear it's either fear or love because fear shame is shaming it's a whole physiological you're not freeing you're not releasing you're not letting the adaptive child go away meaning you're not tending to that charge state you're allowing it to stay in your body and that's where it's not going to be able to be transferred it's going to stay in your thoughts and feelings and physical sensations when instead you do have this way of knowing in your heart it's always going to be light because you allow yourself to release the emotions and know that nobody can attune 300 percent of the times in fact to create secure attachment doesn't require a parent to be 100 percent attuned no that edtronic one-third attunement for secure attachment to be there what's most important is ruptures get repaired so oh i'm sorry i forgot to feed you today let me feed you i'm so sorry i didn't mean to yell at you but you're in danger stuff like that okay i'm so sorry we disagreed here let's talk about it because you know at the end of the day it's no big deal when people can do that with each other and the love cycle people we always have this in fact this is something beautiful so friendships relationships they're a bonus the family of origin is who you're always going to know is part of your life forever and ever for those who have a family like that and most people they will which is why it's a bullshit uh, story when they say that they're not it's better for people to go to good therapy because they can heal their their stuff in a, in a good with a good therapist of course the ones that are talking about emotions because the adaptive child is what is most uh, charged for people and they don't realize it and so at the end of the day when you can just know your relationships are bonus and it isn't because they have to be perfect no you unconditionally love each other with flaws and imperfections that's what a 5dc in the enlightenment soul age group will be all about a 5d because that's the person who has an integrated mind they have a restorative embodied self they compassionately love to be around people they want to hug people to death and when we see human suffering we feel bad we don't feel empathy and we're not taking in their suffering we literally feel the pressure they have on their heart or the heartbreak whatever is going on so this is where the 5d mystics though come into the mix a person who's just 5d they will be able to be attuned but they'll look at it in a in a more mechanical human way like when i see daniel siegel talking about it or bezel vanderkoek or stephen porges or peter levine they get emotional well they get emotional but they're talking about it as professionals i talk about it as a mystic because i pick it up as a person who yes i'm a mentor but i'm not a therapist so it's a different approach it's i want to help my loved ones and anyone to not be in suffering because why wouldn't i i can so those of us who can it's because the love button is always on the compassion our ventral vagal our humanity is always on and it's where relationships that's the only way that you're going to actually move beyond and let go of any of these uh, attachment wounds or these exile parts it's with your relationships so jealousy envy these are all insecurities revenge insecurity and people when they cancel each other they're not actually helping to create a mindful awareness of each other they're not creating compassion with each other they're not allowing themselves to be committed to attuning to each other and to be present to each other remember that secure attachment is an embodied expression it is built upon how we consistently respond and attune to each other in time it's not because of the structure it's not because of the titles that you have with these relationships it's because you care about each other that you'll be there for each other and you forge a secure attachment in fact 
when you're able to create a safe environment. And so here's where it's about high quality attunement, presence, and responsiveness. We notice when we're feeling sad, we want to help make it better. So we tend to each other's emotions. We create a presence, which is why, back to that oversoul, the illusion is created by giving a structure and stating things that are not true. All relationships in your oversoul are going to be that which you tend to if you move into being a safe space within yourself, which is what a full consciousness person is, so integrated mind, restorative embodied self, it's easy for us to be in a green while our loved ones are not. And that's where we will continue to tend to our loved ones again and again and again. And if there are moments where there is misattunement, we will, as always, try to create a safe space for us to chit chat, to, to come together, to love each other and to do it all over and to stay in each other's lives because we don't do a moment and that's it. That's for people who love with eyes and they say goodbye and, you know, the 5DC, the Enlightenment Soul Age person, we want to live our loved ones every day of our life because that's what life is made of. It's made of people. So build your relationships, build love. Have a wonderful day.